What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Misguided Misfits Pod. I'm trying to get comfortable. It's you, as always, it's your girl, Pebs. And Isis. And as you guys can see, I'm feeling like I'm in prison like Isis with this background. Um, I'm at my father's house, so I'm in his office. Let me show you guys. You can see all of the 22 jerseys on the wall and all that jazz. So I'm in his his man cave recording because by any means necessary we were going to get this episode out for you guys so first things first I don't know if you guys saw it but these people had a wedding and some people didn't show up and they had the nerve the audacity to send a $250 bill first off let you send me a $250 bill you shouldn't be paying $250 a plate or whatever for somebody to come to your wedding. Like, what kind of wedding we going to, Cub? I'm not going to lie. At my wedding, we had, well, we had barbecue. Yeah, we had barbecue um, yeah. that was donated. Well, the food wasn't donated. Don't I don't want y'all to think. <laughs> the food was not donated. But the, what's it called, when you cook it or whatever, was donated to us. My husband slaved over a hot stove to make all the sides. Um, I was not paying $250 for somebody to come see me get married. Like having guests at your wedding is a is a privilege. Like you're not obligated to come and people have live stuff happen. Maybe they couldn't afford it, all of that. And don't get me wrong, don't RSVP if you can't show up or whatever, and if you know you're not gonna be able to come, like at least let the people know or whatever, because it is expensive having a wedding, but it's super petty to charge somebody $250. Because if you can't afford your wedding, your guests should not be paying for your wedding. That's on you. You made the decision to have a wedding and you also make the list of the people who come to your wedding so don't invite your cousin second remove when you ain't talked to since high school because you're trying to get a free gift let's be real because that's what it was they should not have to fund your wedding and we we wouldn't be friends after that or family or whatever if you send me a 250 bill we ain't friends straight up because i'm cussing you from here to mississippi yeah, I feel like um, it is super petty. Um, I've only ever attended weddings and um, just from- Yes. What? I have. I'm not sad. I wasn't saying that like in a sad way. I- You've also like been a part of weddings, so be clear. Yeah, so that's, so I've, I've been a part of weddings um as an adult i i can see why when you're a part of a wedding and it's your friend's wedding or somebody close to you you kind of get all the details of what's going on so i can see why they would be upset it is super petty because you have to budget in i feel like when it comes to like events like that you have to budget in um people not showing up exactly even if they are the People are just some. Some might happen, like you said. Sometimes people just decide they just don't want to go. They don't feel like it. Also, it's COVID. It's COVID is still out here. I didn't even put that into effect, so that really changes the whole dynamic of 
yeah, wedding. So it's like smart. Like you never know what could have been going on. Like, what if the people found out they had COVID and they were trying to be considerate and not come to your wedding and spread COVID to everybody? Or uh, let, me, let me stop saying it so much because you know I don't want to stop by you know whatever we got going on. But um, right. But yeah, it's it's still a, a panorama. Like no telling how many people she had at this wedding. Like sometimes you gotta think about it. People, it's especially this time. Now I can see if it was five years ago. It's still yes. super petty. Yeah. But it's kind of like it's kind of like um, you know what something stuff happened, but it's kind of like okay, whatever. But like it's a legitimate, like a really legitimate global thing going on right now. Yeah, and I'm. We I don't just, know what's going. We the uh, I don't think I didn't read the article and it never. I don't know if it said like what was actually going on with the guests or whatever the people that didn't show up, but it could very well be because they found out they had COVID or you know they found out they were sick. But and nobody um, even owes you a justification on why they didn't come to your wedding. Like that, no one owes you anything. No one cares. Like if I could do it over again, and don't get me wrong, my wedding was beautiful. Like shout out to my parents for really like making my day be perfect and all my bridesmaids and all that. But if I could go back, I would have just took all that money for the dress, all that crap, and would have bought a house or went on a bigger because we had a really nice honeymoon don't get me wrong but like i would have had a bigger honeymoon something because for river i don't even remember my wedding day like i remember like some of the little bits and pieces but it was so stressful it was like you getting pulled here hugs remember that time like it was just a lot of stress so for real for real I would do if I could do it over. I wouldn't even do it. But no one owes you nothing. It was a lot of people that showed up to my wedding that wasn't invited. Well, wasn't invited. And there was people that was invited that didn't come. And I, you have to eat that. Like it comes with the territory. You have to, like I said, you have to budget in for things. And don't get me wrong, because this is going to be another racial statement that I'm about to say. But black people, we know how we is. Facts. We know how our people is. I don't know if these guests was black. I the bride and groom was black, right? Yes. So we know how our people are. Um, not all black people, but a good nice little chunk of them. They say they gonna come. And, and not even just for weddings. Yeah, it's for any type of event. You've been planned and planned and planned. You've been telling them about this. You've been reminding them about this. And it's always somebody don't show up for what, whatever the reason is. So when you was making these plans during a panorama, and you that already know how your folks, our Black folks is, you should have just already kind of budgeted that into your, your budget of it's gonna be people that don't show up. Facts. And I wanna put a sidebar because next year I'm turning 30. I'm super excited. Cue the fireworks. All my peoples, I don't wanna hear nothing about y'all being broke. None of that about how y'all can't get off work because I told y'all what we was doing. 
literally the day, I pretty think the day of my birthday, I started planning my 30th birthday party. So, and I only got like a handful of friends anyway, but just know I'm shaking my ass in somebody else's country and so is all my friends. So get it together. But anyway, sidebar. But guys, I won't. And you know, ISIS is always the one that's like racially um, motivated and like, you know, but <laughs> but this this uh, clip that I seen, it was this African-American anchor. He was in Mississippi covering um, Hurricane, is it Ida? I think it was Ida. Mm-hmm. I can't keep up with the names. And um, he trying to record and it's this white guy like on the side, like saying like racial slurs and all that. He was being real professional. He said, yeah, you know, we have, it is like a hurricane or whatever and the winds and stuff behind him he like yeah you know a lot of people blah 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 hurricane stuff and he was like yeah you know some people are angry about other things he will be a real professional so then the dude started i'm watching the video i'm like is this dude coming coming towards him he coming toward him. he said i'm gonna send it back to you and you could tell this dude was holding on to his blackness as hard as he could because he wanted to square up with this dude from John Street, but he like, look, I need my job. He was like, send it back to you, but you could kind of see him in a, I'm feeling left, left, right or whatever. And I want people to understand that, and I was talking to somebody about this, that freedom of speech is not free, okay? Like they tell you that, you know, the, is that the first amendment? Yep, first amendment. Um, being college educated (laughs) but literally they tell you that it's free blah blah free does not mean free of consequences you can say whatever you want to say like I and I can pretty much say whatever we want but it does not mean that we free from the consequences of whatever words we put in the universe so if you want to be out here and whatever if you hate black people that's on you but just know that these hands are free. Just let me know whenever you need these hands because I don't know what that, that man name was. Bless that anchor man because I know, I wish that I could see what happened like 30 seconds after that clip, after the clip ended, I wish I could see what happened because I know that if that dude pretended like he was swinging on him, do lay him out and I want him to I I really hope he did and then I hope he still got his job because y'all be really testing the envelope on what you think that you can say to black people and don't get me wrong this is not the same group of black people the we shall over nah that ain't it we listening to nuck if you buck that's that's what we listen to like come on bro and I feel like even Martin Luther King was throwing some hands. They just didn't want to tell us because I ain't Jesus and I ain't turning the other cheek. I'm just being a hundred straight up. Yeah, I feel like, um, I think because obviously anchors get hassled all the time. Like this ain't the first time we've seen an anchor get hassled. Um, and so I felt like when it first started because it was an old white man and he was talking about uh report the facts tell the truth or whatever he was saying and i'm like we literally talk about a hurricane 
Like, what are you talking about? And I felt like in that moment, because obviously you have to keep doing your job, but I felt like if when I'm looking at this, I'm saying, okay, this is some racial stuff. This is going to get out of hand. I felt like the news people at the news headquarters should have just cut just it. went back to the TV, to the other dude. Exactly. I shouldn't have to say, go back to whoever. Yeah, because so when it first started, you see the black the anchor guy was standing in one spot and you could see the 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 guy coming up behind him so he moved and he went to another spot but you could still hear the man on the side so i'm mm-hmm. like my being like your job is never that important to where you risking your life that because part. nobody knows what that man could have been could have had that man could have had a gun he could have it's a hurricane outside is he could have just they had i just thought about that it's an active hurricane do you know how psycho you have to be to be outside heckling in an active hurricane like don't get me wrong the black dude get paid to be out there like and I'm just like, I felt like his, um, even the camera person, I felt like nobody was kind of on his side. Like, yeah. I get I get it because this is, like I said, this isn't the first time we've seen anchors get haggled, you know, hassled about stuff and they continue to report the news. And um, I feel like, but even some of the other videos I've seen, especially when it's like female anchors uh-huh. that get and nobody says nothing. The camera person don't do nothing. And I'm like, so nobody, we just, the news is this important. Whatever whatever Sally Sue Mary Joe is talking about, is that important to where she is basically like risk? And it be little, tiny, little bitty women. Nobody on the news is a heavy set person or big. Not even the men. We need to fix tiny that. Because I'm so yeah, tired I- of them being so your hair got to be like this and your body got to be like that and all of that like get it together and I, I, I just felt like in that moment the news people the news executives whoever because they'd be watching it I feel like somebody should have just turned it back to the news station and um yeah helped him in that situation because y'all can hear the man on the side still harassing him facts so. but they did say that um since that clip has come out the guy has been arrested and supposedly he started again y'all as always this is a misguided misfit podcast so if i report anything that's false please take everything i say with a grain of salt but they like he- a- i'm sorry but if y'all hear like music and stuff playing <laughs> My neighbors is having like a birthday party or something outside. But so they in lit. They always up. having a party. Even though I would not come, they still ain't invited me to all these parties they be having. I still we ain't got invited to not nothing. Side note: If I got the memo that we was wearing that shirt, I would have wore that shirt, and we could have been matched. Because I definitely see? had a on before we even started filming oh ma'am i'm at my father's house well i didn't know i was wearing this shirt 
Mm, so, but I do love guys who are only listening to the audio, you know, go over to YouTube so that you can see what we're talking about. But I like my shirt too. It's really like, for those who listen to the audio, it says I run on coffee, chaos, and cuss words. And anybody that's listening to this podcast or knows me personally knows that that's pretty accurate. So it is what it is. But guys, wow. Wow. You didn't have to put me on blast like that. But (laughs) I couldn't hear you for a second. But um, you need, I don't know if you need to get your situation together. Get closer to you. Yeah, get it close there. There you go. <laughs> so, guys, I don't know why this topic was one of my most exciting things when it happened. Because, you know, we have a plan for how we want the podcast to go every week. We try to have like a general topic. But then when life happens, it kind of steers what we want to talk to you guys about. And I want you guys to know that Trick Daddy never disappoints. Whenever that man opens his mouth, I know it's going to be something incredible. So as soon as I um, seen it, and I didn't even know what Trick Daddy was saying. I saw Trick Daddy, I clicked it because he was trending. I was like, first off, Trick Daddy ain't had a hit since. What's the last, the last Trick Daddy song I can think of is Trick Daddy Love the Kids, which can we talk about suspect lyrics? Or was, is, is that song before the, I don't know what this world's gonna be. All right. This is a life for me. Okay, because I'm I'm a good. All day, every day, breath hits. But guys, and look, I want people to know that it's okay. Like right now in society, masculinity is so fragile that people are afraid to talk about what they're into, what they like. They don't want to be gay. They don't want anybody to feel like they're not manly. But baby boy, if you want to get your booty licked, just say that, okay? I'm not saying. Not to cut you off, but I didn't fully read the story because once I got the gist of what it was about, I was like, I don't want to imagine him getting his booty ate. I don't know. The funniest part about the entire interview the dude was like, I think this is his podcast or something or like a radio show because the yeah, guy who- they got a radio show. Yeah, so like him and the guy like always interact with each other. And um, he was like, so Trick Daddy, you ain't had your legs up in the air. So he, so he was talking about that's what he likes to have yes. done. Yeah. Yes, so he says, he was like, not all the time. So imagine, picture this, guys. Sicily, 19. <laughs> Trick Daddy with his legs. <laughs> Hilarious. But again, I feel like you should be able to be into whatever you're into as long as you're not harming somebody that doesn't want to be you because you know certain people are into certain things. But as long as you're being safe and you and your partner are consensually doing whatever, like... That's fine. It is okay. 
It's okay. And don't get me wrong. I'm not doing that. Husband, if you're listening to this, that's a no for me, dog. But what? The thing about it is, is that I agree with you. You are into whatever you're into. You, you, (laughs) but have y'all, I like, have y'all seen what Trick Daddy looks like as of late? Trick Daddy Um, finds to somebody, okay? Somebody thinks that that man is sexy. There's somebody out there for you. Anyway, um, if you, if, Viewers, listeners, if you have not seen what your daddy looks like as of late or recently, please go and Google that because we do have a video of your daddy on our Instagram page. So go to Instagram and follow us at Miss Got a Misfits Pod. You can see all like the funny memes and any celebrity news that we feel like posting is on our Instagram. Yeah. So we do have some pictures of Trick Daddy up there. So That's feel free. So- that is what Trick Daddy looks like right now. Um, and I just can't. He he just don't look like he keep his booty cheeks clean. Now that part, that part is important. I really do feel like his booty ain't clean. I don't know why, but I do get that feeling. And that you have done, then I would think logically that you would keep your booty crack clean but I feel like he does not um I feel like he one of them freaky deaky but I ain't spread my booty cheeks in the shower type people bro remember that that was like a whole movement where guys were talking about they don't wipe their butt I mean if you think about it it's a whole lot of me grown men out here that still has doo-doo streaks in their drawers can y'all get it together ages like i don't my thing is you're in the shower by yourself yes who is seeing you clean unless you end up doing you know whatever you doing but if the person that you with feels some type of way about you spreading your booty cheeks open to clean them you need to leave that yeah because no 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 please clean your booty like why like but back to trick daddy i just it's just very uncomfortable to think about some woman some grown woman first of all being sexual with your daddy anyway no so oh was it t tk ts madison uh-huh you sent me a clip of ts madison talking about it and she, she said that he packing the heat so but it don't look clean like it don't it it looked like he got it looked like he got lice and crabs <laughs> in the clap <laughs> guys this is all like speculative this is just our opinion um I'm none saying, of these saying that that he, he does because i don't know i ain't never met trick daddy I ain't never oh, wait, let me let me find out you've been in miami just looking at him also, he's from Miami, Florida. We all know how they get down, especially with this pandemic. Because when nobody keep it, he just don't look like he don't even worry about his own health. 
So you mean to tell me as a grown woman, you agree to be to eat trick daddy booty? Ice is really is concerned for the well-being of this alleged woman and her <laughs> mental state. It has to have been multiple women. Yeah. It because I I can't I first of all trick daddy coming up to me being like a girl. <laughs> But how do you initiate it? Like, is it a is it happening when you're already like there and you're like, well, we already there, or is it like some woman or whoever, whatever he's like, I'm a, I'm just assuming women has have had to just do it to him because I can't feel like he the type of man that was like, yeah, go ahead. Like, I feel like what you like until you try. Yeah, I feel like some woman probably snuck it up on him real quick. And then he was like, I, I, I like that. But I just, my, like, my, I, I physically would need to see him. <laughs> spreading, his, spreading his booty cheeks with a towel in hand. I mean, get it up in there. Because there's no way. I can't breathe. No way that I'm meeting Trick Daddy out on the street, and we go to his house and immediately do anything. <laughs> like, oh god, y'all, I'm crying real tears right now. This stuff is hilarious, and this is all alleged. I don't know. I'm just from my perspective of looking at Trick. That's like flavor, flavor, flavor of love. Like, Bruh, and it was for real, like kissing that man. Maybe one day we'll have delicious on on the show, and when we blow up, and she could tell us. Oh, it got to be Tiffany. Tiffany still got. I feel like Tiffany still got the most love for him. You think she, so? She, yeah, she's done um, interviews where that people ask her about it, and she was. I think I want to say I heard one of them. It was like she was like still got, not like in love with him like that, but like you know. Apparently he, apparently he got a, he. Okay. But see, okay, so I feel like God ain't gonna, like, he gotta bless you in one area or the other. Some people are blessed in both areas, but like, come on, God, don't give them a double whammy. Don't let them be ugly and small. Like, that's kind of messed up. Crunchy Black from 3-6 Mafia. Yeah. That's, they all in that same category. Yeah, True. Okay, so guys, I know we talk about Lil Nas X, and I love him. Get over it. We talk about him because he's so newsworthy. Like, that man understands the assignment. He knows exactly what to do to get under everybody's skin, and it's hilarious. So if you guys haven't heard or seen, that means you're not following us on Instagram or Facebook, so get that together because we've been posting about it. So he uh, had a special announcement on his social media that he was expecting, and he had an, an amazing maternity suit. What is it called? Not suit. Shoot. Shoot. And sent the internet into a frenzy. And is hilarious. Number one, I feel like Montero better be the best. I'm so excited because he got Elton John uh Meg the Stallion uh 
Miley Cyrus, some other celebrities or whatever, musicians. I can't remember um, exactly everybody that's on the track list, but I'm super excited about because he hasn't, he can't lose. It's hit after hit, right? Yeah, and this is his first studio album, right? Yeah. He, he just been doing, no, well, technically, you know, he did the little Christmas album, but this is going to be his the first legit hip-hop record so or hip-hop country i don't really know what genre pop what john you, you want to put it in yeah so i'm excited about little Nas X, but i also want to know and this is gonna ruffle a little feathers because i talked about this with one of my friends uh boosie come real close to the microphone boosie listen to what we saying you need a hug or something because he must have his notifications set whenever Lil Nas X posts on. I promise you, I think on every platform that Lil Nas X on, that Lil Boosie on, he has the notifications. Got to. Alerts. Got to. He has got Because that man is his biggest fan. And I had a, I won't say an argument, but a debate. I feel like cis straight men talk about who gay men sleep with or what they do more than gay men talk about what they do because think about it Lil Nas X is not even really talking about I'm smashing I'm licking boots he's not even talking about that y'all y'all are talking about this I'm like Boosie you're getting on my nerves like sir he, that man literally said Little Nas X is making it hard for men trying to be straight. <laughs> Sir, if you got to try, I got yeah. news for you. You never was. And, and, and what's the killer thing is it's okay. Hood niggas is so scared for somebody to think that they gay yeah. like that. Right. These gay men do not want y'all. That fear of like uh, somebody um, being into you. First off, get over yourself because ain't nobody checking for you like that. Number two, get over yourself again because gay people ain't really checking for you. That's just like lesbian. Number three, they don't want y'all neither because y'all don't open up y'all booty cheeks to wash them. <laughs> but for real, for real, like, let that man live because he going to keep trolling you guys until y'all just act regular. Like, that's yeah. why he doing it. He don't care about, like, you really think that Lil Nas X is really, like, he a regular dude. He don't even be, he only do that just to ruffle y'all feathers. Because he know that if he posts something that he gonna get a reaction from y'all. So y'all just keep making him money, number one. And then I know Boosie listening to he listening to that. Bet you that's on his playlist. Because it's fire. Straight up. But speaking of fire, and I'm gonna be mad controversial Certified Lover Boy was not all that. I'm just keeping the book. And don't get me wrong. I love the album. 
because you know I'm a Drake fan. I appreciate the album, blah, blah, skippy, skippy. But it took me to track number five. And you guys know I talk about it all the time that Jay-Z is my second favorite rapper. So it took Jay-Z to be on the track for me to be like, okay, okay. And I feel like his album was missing something. It, it was like something I've already heard before. You know what I mean? And that goes for all these artists that keep recycling. Like, be like, I don't know. I just want something that just was like, just like hit harder. It was okay. Like, I'm not like, yeah, girl, turn that, that certified lover boy. And Donda, don't get me wrong. Love Donda. Donda was amazing. There were parts of Donda that could have been taken out. Like 26 songs, way too much who you think you is like he could have took away half the album and it would have been an amazing album they both broke a lot of records you know drake broke the spotify streaming record with like a hundred and some million streams in a single day or whatever dope congratulations but um this drake versus kanye number one drake, kanye to me is not a this rapper like he should never be in a beef with somebody because for real, for real, if you listen to lyrically, all of that stuff, like Kanye, that's not what he known for. You know what I mean? And I don't know if you've heard it because it just leaked earlier today. The, the Andre 3000 um, song, it's like Life of the Party. It's like a Drake diss with Kanye. Have you heard it? I you said it to me and I, I still didn't listen. Because ISIS, I don't even know why we talk about music because ISIS don't even be listening to this kind of music anyway. But so, look, okay, so I tried. I got to I think song I I tried to, I listened to like the beginning of Donda. Don't this sound like a lie, y'all? I did because I, I I was going on I was on my way to work, <laughs> so I listened to like the first part of Donda, and then I only listened to like a few songs of Certified Lover Boy. So, bruh, the first song from Certified Lover Boy was like a poem that he was reading, and you know I don't know the cadence that he was supposed to be reading the poem, but I was like, am I having a stroke? It was really offbeat. And like it, all these people are so um, programmed to like whatever the society tell y'all y'all supposed to like. Because I was just like, I'm waiting for people. They like Certified Love Boy was better than Donda, and I'm just like, did we listen to the same? And people like, nah, you just from Chicago, so you gonna support, bruh? I don't listen to what G Herbo. I don't listen to is Lil Dirk. Is he from Chicago? Mm -hmm. I don't listen to neither one of them so it ain't about me being from Chicago no that album was better to me and it's my taste and I get to like what I like you get to like what you like it is what it is but the out the diss track and it's super messed up because what happened under the thousand just did like an article about it you know, most of the time when you're doing like a music a song or whatever like they'd be like hey Ice I want you to hop on this track hear the beat and most of the time, you may not hear the other verses until 
it's all like put together. You don't really know what the other people saying. So he was like, he was excited to be on Donda. He was like that he loved that it was a tribute to his uh, to to Kanye's mom, and because you know Andre 3000's mom has passed away as well. So if you listen to Andre 3000's verse, it's basically like, uh, I miss my mom. I'm lost. I need guidance. Like he told uh, Kanye's mom to see his mom in heaven and you know kind of one of those like sad emotional type of deals then you get to Kanye and it's like a diss to Drake and I was like uh this don't even go together it's like peanut butter and mayo like what sandwich was we trying to create because it don't make sense like and even Andre was like I wish I would have known that he was gonna use my verse like this because he was like yo I ain't got no problem with Drake he said, I wanted to be on Certified Lover Boy. And he was like, I want to work with all these people. He was like, I ain't got no beef with y'all. So don't put me in any other beef that y'all have with each other. And I'm just like, what? I'm trying to figure out what the beef is other than, you know, him supposedly sleeping with Kim. And then I think that there was like a thing about a song that Kanye sent to Drake he was like hey yeah here go a song this beat I got if you want it and then Kanye like released the song or whatever using the beat like on purpose after he gave the beat to Drake and I'm just like bruh y'all both too rich to be having this I feel like it's a lot of like behind the scenes beef that's going on and I mean granted it's obviously it's probably nothing that we really need to know about because I feel like if it really was the Drake slept with Kim thing it would be more like some somebody gonna source is always coming out about something about the Kim Kardashians it's always some secret source it's just like a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff going on and that, like, I feel like, because I like Drake, and like I said, the last podcast or whenever that was, I haven't really listened to a Kanye album since a college, gradu- like, the graduation album. Not, like, listen. Bro, was like, that, like, 2010? No, you know, you're lying. You listen to Dark Twisted Fantasy? No, I, I probably yes. listen to, like, I probably listened to like the hits that came on the radio, but like sitting and listening to the album, no. Okay, the albums kind of are kind of obsolete, honestly. Unless you got a straight banger, ain't nobody sick up to the album. Um, Drake album before this, I didn't listen. I've listened to probably more Drake albums than I have Kanye, but even like his last album he came out with, I didn't listen to it like that. Y'all, I do not support this message that ISIS is putting on the airways because I'm not saying it's bad. I can't say it's bad or good because I haven't listened to it, but it's just not like some of the songs on there I like, but again, I'm not a music connoisseur, so we that's not okay. So my goal with this podcast is to find out what ISIS is into. Because every time we talk to Isis, she's like, you know, I'm not really into TV. I'm not really into movies. Um, I'm not really into music. (laughs) 
We got to figure out what ISIS is into before the because like I like like I'm not like I can't sit there and listen to a few Drake albums um but like his last one I just couldn't get through I was just like this is this is too much and then Kanye I just haven't listened to nothing recently from Kanye I I can't okay I will say that Jesus is King I think that's what it was called that was a good album Boom. And you know, I don't really like a lot of um like I don't listen to a lot of gospel music like outside of like church or whatever. But like that was it slapped. I thought Pablo I, wasn't good, but I felt like well the only only song off of Life of Pablo that I liked was Father Stretch My Hands. Cause it if you miss your don't trust you, I must shoot you. Beautiful morning. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like if it's like a main hit off the song, I probably—I mean, off the album—I've heard it, but I don't know. I just it ain't—it ain't my thing. But I feel like I was saying, like I feel like there's a whole lot of behind the the scenes type of beef going on. But I feel like Kanye is kind of getting more of a um the negative end of whatever's mm-hmm. going on because Drake hasn't come out and said anything um even that's when, the way to win though that's literally the way to win is to say nothing his address out there he didn't say anything mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's exactly how you win a beef is to not because the person gets more like um what's it called riled up when they feel like they can't get to you so when you be going back and forth with trolls on the internet or whatever, all you're doing is kind of feeding the fire. So if you just kind of just like let the fire burn, it'll burn itself out. And that's like in life and that's in in um, in all kind of aspects. And I really feel like that, and I don't think, and I don't, I can't speak from experience. I'm only speaking from watching both my parents lose parents and, um, I feel like that Kanye never really handled his grief and he never really healed from it and never really expressed, um, you know, cause you got to kind of go through those phases. You got to be, you get to be angry. And I feel like at some point, I, all your feelings are valid. You have to allow yourself to feel those feelings, but you can't live in the feelings. And that's what Kanye does. He and it's he does struggle with mental health or whatever, but he lives in his feelings. And I feel like he doesn't have the right people around him that aren't you because you know you don't just tell me yes. You need to have people around you that are okay with being like, look, Ice, when you did that thing the other day, that was kind of messed up. Or like, hey, you probably shouldn't have said that, or you know what I mean? You can't just be around people that's gonna feed you what you already feeling because you're never going to grow as a person and grief is one of those things that I feel like we don't talk enough about because some days I wake up and I'm just like yeah I'm doing really well you know and you can talk about the person and you can get through but then other days it can be like devastating still you know what I mean like in the past decade I feel like I have lost 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 like you feel like why and all of this questioning and and trying to 
deal with it and then you like well is it too soon to move on but then you can't move on there's a lot of things that go along with dealing with grief and I feel like Kanye has has never truly and I, again I have never lost my mom and I pray that I don't feel that feeling anytime soon but you have to work through those emotions and understand that it's okay to be angry with them because you know sometimes especially with the way that his mom passed and some people you know you feel like you you kind of were cheated because you know like if somebody's sick or something you kind of can prepare yourself at least you say you say you're preparing yourself but that shit don't work and um but when it's like sudden like that you you feel like you don't get the chance to to say how you felt about the person or any of that because um my husband and I don't know I probably should have cleared this with him but um my husband's brother passed away and what was strange to me about the entire situation because my family is really close-knit I talk to my mother pretty much every day and it's like foreign to me to think of you know some families aren't like that some parent families don't like have parties barbecues some parents families don't get together and especially you know if you guys been living under a rock my husband is white so the whole like funeral process was kind of weird for me because it was literally my first time going to a Caucasian funeral and like the way that they had it set up he passed away on a Tuesday and the funeral was already set on Thursday we got the they had like what they call a wake and a lot of um, African-American people, we don't have what they call a wake. We have the funeral, then we have a repast. But the white people, they had a wake, then they had the funeral, and then you just, like, go about your day. It was very strange. They didn't have no, it wasn't like, yeah, we grandma cooking, you know. And I feel like for my husband, he didn't get closure because we didn't know that the brother was sick. We didn't know um any of that stuff until maybe two days before he passed away and he was like he didn't want to see anybody and when you don't get that closure when someone dies and especially if you feel like you did them wrong that's when you start it starts eating you up eating you up eating you up and I feel like you have to be like hey okay this person is gone let me work through it you got to work through the grief you got to get over whatever mistakes you think you made in that person's life you got to get over um any wrong you know what I mean because if you don't you literally start like spiraling and especially depending on like who the person is if you guys can see Isis is just like staring at me and um I'm like, I don't know why she's staring at me. You were talking, what was I supposed to be doing? She's supposed to say, yeah, I feel like, you know. Oh, I was letting you finish. Right, because if you don't stop me, I've dealt with so much grief and there's so much that I could tell the misfits about handling grief and, and, um, what I've learned from having a lot of loss or whatever but I also don't feel like crying on the podcast today so I'm being then so um yeah I feel like um 
with his mental I don't feel like Kanye was ever like a very and again we don't know Kanye personally like just because we're from Chicago we don't know him personally right can y'all stop thinking that everybody from Chicago knows each other sidebar but continue really big city very big um to get from one side to another can take a while um but anyway so i feel like just from the outside looking in his type of personality personality he doesn't seem like a very open type of individual Mm. anyway so um, trying to deal with loss in his life it seems like um he's the type of person that's just like okay well he, he might cry a little bit, but then he might be like, all right, well, I'm good. I'm fine. And he might, like, push his emotions to the side or, like, kind of bury them. Um, and it's, it. I mean, it's hard, you know, your mental illness on top of dealing with somebody that, that important to you passing away. Um, it's just not a good combination. And he seems like he's just always on this like constant world like it wasn't that bad his I feel like his mental illness wasn't showing or that bad I don't know the proper way to say it before his mom passed away but like since she's passed away he's had a lot of um like crazy moments going on in his life but all that to say is I, I really hope that eventually um he does get the help that he really does, that he needs, whatever yeah. that may be. Again, we don't know the inside of his life. We don't know what's going on. You know, everybody keeps saying, you know, he has mental health issues. So that's, it may not be. Yeah, he got mental health issues, but that may not be it. That may just be his personality. Yeah, yeah that's true too. Um, But at the end of the day, whatever he has going on, whatever he's going through, I really hope that he can figure that out. Um, and all these people that's in the industry that's supposedly his friends like we had whatever incident he had going on and all of them went to visit him whatever he had went out to yeah, yeah, yeah. when he was living on that like farm or whatever and and now you don't hear nobody ain't nobody seem like they too much concerned again yeah. behind the scenes stuff we don't know they could be calling Kanye every day we don't know yeah but um I definitely hope that he gets some people, especially because now he has kids. It's not like he's just out here and it's just him. And it's not like it's it's not like it's just him and Kim anymore. It's him, Kim, and their kids. Mm. Um, Which their kids seem really fine. You know, it seems like Kim is kind of keeping their household um, intact. They don't seem like, you know, they little. So I'm saying that they understand what's going on but you know they seem happy they seem healthy but you know obviously as they get older that's when we really gonna figure out what's really going on and I really think that you hit on something that was like very important you gotta watch people around you and how people react when good things are happening because it's so easy to be somebody friend when everything is good it's very hard to be there for somebody when things aren't going good because, and, and that's the part and that's the time that you need people the most. So I've always been very mindful of 
how people react or interact with me during the rough periods because I'm the one that I'm, I feel like I'm like the biggest like support system for everybody. I, I do as much stuff. I'm the soundboard for people. And sometimes to my detriment, like sometimes I'll take on people's problems and talk to people and boost them up when I'm like not good mentally. And Isis gets mad at me. She's like, you can't help and save everybody. You, especially when it's causing you harm. She literally just said that to me like two days ago. I'm not going to lie. And um, I think it's important to make sure. I feel like it's important to make sure that you pay attention to who is in your corner when times are rough. Because that's the ones that you want to bring with you because everybody is not meant to come on your journey so a lot of times we'd be like oh my god remember Ashley that's just the name I made up I don't know nobody named Ashley that I'm like friends with and um we were best friends and now I'm not like if I ain't talked to you in over six months I'm just keeping it a book I ain't thought about you I ain't you know what I mean like it's those core people you know I have a solid team bro my team is like solid as a rock like I'm really I really appreciate everybody that's a part of my like support system because you guys have really like shown up and showed out especially dealing with the last like I was at one point I was just like look Jesus I can't take this like you know they tell you the and I feel like somebody made this up God will never put on you more than you can bear. Did he? Did God say that, or did we just start saying that? Can somebody um, message me in the comments and let me know, like a Bible verse? Like, is that a real thing, or is that something that we just came up with to make us not feel like our lives are shitty? Like, I really feel like somebody made that up because sometimes I'd be like, God, this load is a little bit heavy. So for real, for real, I want to know if that's in the Bible or not. I'm pretty sure somebody going to spit out a verse for you. Okay. I, I want to. I want to be educated. Let me know because, you know, it's been a long time. I got that's my little, that's my Bible. But for real, for real, make sure you guys are taking care of your health. Make sure you guys, if you have, um, if you're dealing with something, do not feel like no one wants to hear or whatever like don't feel like you gotta hold it in don't feel like you gotta struggle by yourself because there's somebody even strangers that care about you that'll check on you that want to make sure that you're good especially especially when we lose people because you would think after the billions of years of having on the earth been around that we will be accustomed to like people dying and understanding you know that but it does not get easier like it doesn't matter like the they're not in pain like that shit do not make me feel any better so like make sure you're looking out for each other because especially now with the panorama that we got going on tell people don't don't leave anything like if you got something to say to somebody if or if you want to call somebody don't be like hey i'm gonna call them tomorrow call them look pause this podcast call your cousin that you mad at from last week call your sister that you ain't talked to in two years forgive your mama for whatever she did when you was a kid 
forgive yourself for whatever you did or whatever, because life is like this little fragile butterfly, bruh. Like, think about it. We're going to be 30 next year. I can remember, I feel like I was just 21. Time is not stopping. It feel like the panoramic just started and we on like almost year three. Y'all, time is not stopping for anybody. So whatever you need to do, whatever you want to do, if you want to quit your job, disclaimer, if you do anything or follow any of the advice I gave you, again, y'all always know this is the Misguided Misfits pod. So do it at your own risk. But if you want to job, if you have a new job, thank you. No, no, sometimes you got to step out on faith, okay? And I'm talking to myself right now. Sometimes you got to step out on faith and be like, F that job. You know what I mean? But Yeah, but make sure you have a backup plan. <laughs> but just, for, don't be, just don't be homeless trying to quit your job. That's all I'm saying. And especially don't be in my DM saying, Pebbles told me to quit my job, so I'm quitting my job. But like, for real, for real, life is too short. I feel like you should just go or whatever it is you want out of this life. But I ain't trying to be, again, I keep trying to tell you, I'm not trying to cry or get emotional or talk about in too much detail. But I guess on a a lighter note, um, excuse if y'all heard any of that going on in the background. Again, my neighbors are having a party. And they 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 just Charlie, Charlie Wilson, I'm blessed. So, um, okay. As you know, some people, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about you, Sam, say that Chicago people only listen to one type of music. Yeah, I'm mad about that because we be listening to everything. Also, another side note, I would like for I don't know what it is when you say you are from Chicago, all these stereotypes just, they just sorrow. And I'm, and it's like, I feel like when people say like they from the South, okay, there are stereotypes when you somebody tell you like, oh, I'm from the South. But also there's other thing that goes on in the South to where like you either think they like real hillbilly or like it's like the people that live in Atlanta because you know they have different uh-huh. type of people, they're a little bit more affluent. You know, Georgia's a little bit different. Like right. even New Orleans, right. they have a different like baby. You know, they, yeah, like, but it's like when you say you from Chicago, all the negatives. Right. Like, they be like, I can't believe you made it out. They bullets flying everywhere. They be like, what are you even talking? It be people that ain't never even been to Chicago that's telling me about how my life was when I lived in Chicago. That's and don't and we're not even in the, for the record. We're not even in the top 10 most dangerous cities in the U.S. So can y'all stop perpetuating that or whatever? Like Chicago is one of the most beautiful places. We got the best food. We got the best music. We got the best food, the best music, the best people come from there. Like, okay, so I don't know why. So get down, little mama, been in my head all day. And if you're from Chicago, you already know, or it's time for the perk yet. It's time for the perfect. House music basically is what we bruh, bruh. Say what you want about R. Kelly. Happy people been in my head all day. Like, sh- people's like, um, 
literally Sam said, I feel like you try so hard to not accept any of the country stuff just so you can say that you're from Chicago. <laughs> and I said, I don't care how long it's been. I've been in Alabama for, for 11 years now. And if you ask me, I'm from Chicago and that's forever. My dad has been living in Alabama since the late 80s. And guess what? If you ask him where he's from, from Chicago, he literally has the CTA, the L train on his arm right here. He got 312, which, you know, we 773 over here uh, on his arm. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't go away. You Chicago forever. Okay. I'm just saying. So, and if y'all feel that much disdain for Chicago, please stop visiting. I don't want to see nobody Snapchats and Instagram stories. Right, at the Bean, at the Sears Tower. And all this that y'all sure do like visiting here. So don't eat no mouth sauce when you come. You can't okay? handle your yeah, I mean, Don't get no mouth sauce. Look, your chicken no socks, hats. Right. We, we don't wear that no way. It's Cubs Nation. Ooh, like in the South, bro, they be having on the Bulls. I'm like, plenty of been to Chicago. The Bulls no. ain't even team right now. Y'all win this stuff. I'm in. I'm at work today, and I see this girl. She had on a hoodie, and it said Chicago on it. And I said, I saw it. I said, I bet you she ain't never even been to Chicago. So my coworker, he was like, Really? You being real petty right now? I was like, I'm not being petty, but I'm just saying. But it's kind of like, because, okay, so this is really off subject, and we have really gone over our usual time right now, but I'm going to say this. That's kind of like, okay, nobody doesn't know. Uh, uh, football in the South is college football. Like, that's the big thing. And today's like, the first day. Yeah, like the NFL is, like, it's a lot of Southern states that have NFL teams, but for the most part, college football is like the pinnacle of sports for them down there and if people don't know about history most of these universities when they first started out the southern school started off with white people um not a black person in sight was allowed on these campuses where all these black boys are winning football games for them but that's neither here nor there but like people be real like so UA, which is University of Alabama, is one of the big teams. Um, the university, I mean, Auburn University is a big team. And some more stuff like LSU, like Georgia, Florida. These schools. I ain't never been to this. It's different when you rep in the NFL team because a lot of those players come from different places all over. So that's a little bit more understandable because these players come from all different cities, states. They come from different places. They're not all located in this one state. Which with college football, obviously you get a lot of people coming from different places. But most of the time, most of these people live in that state or that city. Most of these kids going to that school. But people be repping these schools. And I'm like, but it, people it be, be black people. and everything. But it be black people. And I'm like, y'all do realize not too long ago, not a black person was allowed to be on this campus. Right. And when they only had three buildings. People, like literally when you move to Alabama, and this is no joke. And then after this, we finna get to the Misfit Minute. We promise. But 
when I moved to Chicago, I mean, moved to Alabama from Chicago, they was like, Alabama or Auburn. And I'm looking like, what are you even talking about? First of all, I don't even follow sports, period. Now, I'm a sports fan. You know, my father and I kind of really bonded over sports. So I'm into all the sports, you know what I mean? But I was just like, I don't care. And then I went to University of Alabama at Birmingham, UAB. And we've been trying for years to be separated from them because, you know, it's a whole bunch of, it's a, we can talk about that for days. But I'm like, I rep the school that I went to because, you know, that's normally what normal people do. Why am I repping a school that I never even went to? That makes no sense. It, used to, it will be people on campus with, Alabama jerseys on, I mean, Alabama hoodies on. UAB and UA are under the same school's umbrella, but they are two completely different universities. Two completely different. They they both are PWIs, but I was like, first off, I was going to say, but I know, I know. So they're both like completely different schools, and it's like the disrespect. Although it's I'm not cult. gonna lie, it is a cult. It is, and it's like people be like, it's weird to me, like for real. Bruh, it's people really be about weird. to fight, and it's really sad. Like unless your kid go there or you went there. Or I can even see if you grew up around the university, like people who live, live in Tuscaloosa, live in Auburn, yeah. That's different. But when you ain't never stepped foot on these people campuses, they don't even want you on their campus. How about that? Ain't never unless been. you kicking a ball. Unless you putting in Let's just say, let's say you've been to a game, at least been to a game. It's people that ain't never even been to a game. All you, know? you do is making these schools money like crazy but guys we will we didn't went way left i'm sorry you know how we get but as always make sure you guys are following us on social media we got tiktok we got instagram we got facebook what else we got youtube you we got YouTube now, so you know we got people watching the videos, and we got people that's actually listening. Um, yeah, so make sure you're sharing it with all your people. You know what I mean. Um, also, we working on some new. You saw the shirt that Ice had on. We're working on some beanies. We're working on a lot of different merch. So if you guys want to rep the Misguided Misfits, you know it'll be on my website. It'll be on Ice's website. Hopefully. I'm trying to pull for the end of the month to get everything ready, everything designed. That way we can have time to put on our website. And ISIS's website will be up. We're, we're doing good. Thank you very much. <laughs> so um, all, as also, as always, make sure you guys are following Bayrock Cosmetics. That's Bayrock Cosmetics on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook um at um www.bearrockcosmetics.com if you guys want to shop um i'm also on etsy as well we're going to be having a little bit more like crafty things on our etsy page um use code bearrock20 if you want to save 20 percent and yeah i don't know if i'm doing a labor day sale you know we drop on monday so if i'm feeling froggy i might do a labor day sale so make sure you follow us on social media to stay 
you know, up to date on that. Um, and also follow um, us on Lavish Bottle Bundle on Facebook and Instagram, um, as well as uh, how, we have a TikTok. Um, we also do have a Twitter, but that is at lavish by the BDL. Um, and you can always shop on www.lavishbybundle.com. Um, please get all of your hair essentials. Yes, I'm so ready for a straight wig. I want rainbow. I'm addicted, guys. And I'm not just I'm not just saying that because it's my favorite life for real. For real. Yeah. And I'm I'm really excited because I'm um, about to get some more hair for these events coming up that I have coming up in. Ooh, and then can I tell them? I'm gonna tell them because if I tell them, then that'll make her have to do it. We finna have lavish by the bundle in stores, baby. I'm super excited. We'll give you details when we actually like have the the info. But I'm super proud of my best friend, and I just wanted to, you know let you guys know if you're in the Chicago area, you're going to be able to, you know, get your bundles and stuff, you know, a little, a little plug. Be disappointed. I promise. Cause you guys, how long have I had my hair like done? And it's been, it's been almost, has it been a month? No, it hasn't been a month yet, but it's almost next week. It'll be almost a month. Cause I got it on the 14th. So we've been doing good, guys. I don't flat iron it. I don't do nothing. Because y'all know I'm lazy. I literally brush it and keep it moving. My lace ain't glued down. None of that. Girl. And I'm still still having a look at it. Ooh. those body waves. Yeah, it's honestly no maintenance. If I can do it, anybody can do it. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.